We on. So we got an exciting runaround segment to get to today, but y'all insisted that we had to give the folks a little bit of just the grown folks. Is that what we agreed to? Yeah. yeah. At least get the intro music in. So, so yeah. Star, Star, I know it was something that you wanted to talk about, but then on, what was that, Thursday? We had a special day come up that we didn't get the opportunity to recognize on the actual day, so I wanted to do it right now. You guys ready for this? Let's hear it. All right. You guys know what this is? Yeah. No. I don't even know what's happening right yeah, now. Yeah, you do. Oh, I do know what happened on Thursday. What happened on Thursday? It's my man Nip. Does anybody know? I know who that birthday. is. Happy birthday, Nip. Happy birthday, Nip Hustle. August 15th, 2019, the first birthday after his tragedy passing. Uh, we just want to say we miss you, Nip. We appreciate you. Um, and after we get the intro in, we'll play a little clip from Snoop Dogg. And then we'll get into the episode. All right, Carl. What are we? We uh grown folks business. To my right, I got... No, 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 no. Carl, what's your line? He just asked for the line. What's your line? Oh, cue the intro. We on. We, I, I get him with the we, we on. on. <laughs> cue the intro. Okay. Hey, y'all. It's just Chris Starr. Big Mouth Seat. It's your boy, Normal Ass Carl. With Grown Folks Business. Grown Folks Business. Like your mama used to tell you, stay out of grown folks business. I mean, I'm grown. I'm grown, too. Shit, we all grown. Welcome, Welcome to, to Grown, grown Folks Business. business. Who do wait? Time out. Who do a better soundboard? Me or Carl? Go. No, you do. Definitely. Shoot yours off. Hey, 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 I don't want to sit on the mic. Sir, <laughs> sir, wait a minute. Let's, let's get to the intro first. <laughs> don't don't worry, folks. He's here all day. Yeah, he literally is. all day long. Yeah, he is. This has been a thing for like three, four weeks. Off mic, this has been a thing. I'm I'm running with seats on soundboard. Mm. That's what I'm wow. Mm. You do, I'm not saying you do a terrible job, but I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying he said he's not saying so, that's hey, hey, so, hey, Alex, put your red cup down. Hey, hey, so, this is obviously. And you want to come back. And he wanted to come back again. He put your diss red her, cup man. Down. It ain't going to work like that. On my podcast. Yeah, on her you podcast. Diss me on you my podcast. <laughs> As if you don't sit Where here every two weeks uh, giving us hot content. Hot content. And soundboards. And human soundboards. Hold up for a minute. Let me get the intro in real quick. Welcome to episode 2.20 of Grown Folks Business. Yes, he is. I'm one of I your... am very happy to be here. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's all. See, that's all. Do I need... Nah, no. you can... <laughs> <laughs> hey, we only so got... what we thought was going to happen is that we were just going to have someone sitting and observing us. <laughs> exactly. No, no. I need you... I, I, I definitely need you to sit back down in that seat, though. Yeah, sit you're, back down. You're doing a great job. Nah, you good. We just bringing some life to it. We're going to have some serious conversations. And unbelongs to you, you get better. I don't want to be known as I'm doing too much. So what you what are you doing right now? Too late. No, you can stay. So Carl, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Star, how you doing? I'm just normal as Carl. Oh, my bad. I'm big mouth. There we go. And just Chris Star. And as always, you can find us on Instagram at Grown Folks Business, and that's B-I-Z-N-E. And you can get your merch at www.grownfolksbusiness.bigcartel.com. And not to be rude, we all introduced ourselves, but in the, in, in the, the, the mic's not on, so you're just background noise at this point. <laughs> but, listen, no, 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 hold on. Let me let me introduce you, fan. So in so in it's too late. That's white white seats. You're not like me because I'm letting you talk. The mic's not working. How many times we turn the mic is off? So, so for so for our day one listeners, you will recognize the voice in the yo, background yo. as yo, the pod. Mr. Loving the Pod himself. Y'all never heard the pod before. 
No. Not, nah, not I've never heard the pod. Hold on, we gonna, we gonna get back to you real quick, but I'm gonna play this no, clip. I'm, I'm gonna play this clip from Snoop Dogg real quick because he was talking about Nipsey Hussle. So I just want to. There we go. And I think Nip was like the perfect seed to Snoop Dogg, to Tupac, yeah, to great rappers of the '90s. Everything that we represented that was great. He was the seed of that. Not Facts. even not even the bad side, just the good stuff. Yeah. And he took it and he ran with it and he was informative. He was he was smart. He he's questionable. He asks you questions. He wanna know things. I remember one time we was in Long Beach at a celebrity basketball game and this nigga drove to Long Beach by himself. Huh. Pulled up on me. After the game, we talking like 30, 45 minutes. And it's all about how he putting his thing down and grinding and ain't want nobody to help him and just trying to put my name down and I don't even want you to hear my music mm. you gonna hear about my music uh, mm, damn, you get what I'm saying? that confidence being like, me yeah come on cuz like who says that? yeah like usually they be like hey here go my CD right I want you to hear it he like nah you gonna hear you gonna me. hear it prolific so gifted I think oh. that that little sentiment he the type that song go get it mm. Mm. those were his words that's how I feel, though, you know, like in terms of like even myself, like I, I always wanted to go. Relax real quick. So, I mean, like that's how I feel. I mean, I always try to get out and get information as as belligerent as Alex is right now. He's at, he's he's <laughs> he'd be all right. Nobody know. Uh, but as belligerent as he is, he's my guy who, you know, I get most of my information from, at least like in real estate, you know, and, and talking about music and culture. And I, I I listen to that Nipsey piece and it's like, yo, you have a whole community of people that's out there where you can get information from. I listen to Cease. I definitely listen to Star, you know, and their opinions and also, you know, different, you know, niches in the community that, you know, I, I just didn't even know that was there. So always reaching out. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have a really engaging runaround segment that we're all excited about to share with the people. Um, but we did want to do a couple of questions by Cease and then Star. I know you have. Uh, I know, I know you, you don't have social media, but. Uh... So today, I don't have the soundboard because Carl told me beep, I, didn't, beep, I didn't need it. Boo. So. You need it. Surprise, mother. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, wait. So Carl, Carl, you could still do which, what happens after the brings, though. Questions go. by Cease. There we go. So I'm, I got a lot of them today, but I'm only going to ask like two or three. Um, so as you guys know, I was assaulted by a lady on a bike. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh, y'all. That was real. No, it was real. She, she got hit by a bike. But she, she ended up being the most hurt, though. No, listen, well, I don't know that for a fact. Then. So this is why I'm bringing this up. So I'm walking down the street. Lady takes Did me out on a insurance? bike. I, ta- I, ta- I turn around. She, her nose is bloodied. I'm in shock because, I, one, I didn't even know I got hit until I fell on the ground. Two, seeing her bloody nose like that, just being a man and knowing that like my strong back had caused that to her face. I cannot. <laughs> no, no, no. It was it was like one of them things where I was like, I need to be a gentleman right now and like make sure that she's okay. For like sure. first and foremost. Sure. After that, she just started walking her bike away with a bloody nose. And I called my dad, and the thing that he brought up was, Well, did you get her information? Right. Because you might need to sue. Oh, yeah. I mean, cause what other reason would I need her information? Cause you need to sue. It's, yeah. So or, or you know. So, the, yeah, so my it. question is, is do I go back to the same place at the same time to find the lady? Every day. She ain't getting I, on that bike for a while. You don't think so? Heck no. You seen her? I haven't. Listen, I was, <laughs> I'm was. i not usually home during that time of day because I'm probably supposed uh-oh. to be doing something else. Um, so, yeah, I would have to like strategically catch her on her route. What do you think? I don't know. I, I mean, that's tough, man, to be honest with you. I don't know. Would I, you Would you follow through and sue her? No. Right, and so it's like, but if you had some 
like, hospital bills that were piling up. Like and maybe you know if it was that an insurance was thing, yeah. Because yeah. um, in a car accident, you're supposed to change exchange policy. So I don't know if there's any. Oh no no! And a bike, and, a, and just like you can get a DUI on a bike, a bike is considered a vehicle. A vehicle she was riding absolutely. a vehicle. She was riding it on the sidewalk when there was a bike lane. Like there's a number of different things that come into play where I'm like, if I wanted to pin her to the wall, I could. Um, but that lady had a bad day after that little incident, and I wanted to try to make it anywhere. Yeah, and I even look at it like this: like people say, "Oh, I want to sue per- uh, a person." It's not. It's not easy. Like right, you, you have to usually think of, use more money suing than yeah, you get. and time and effort towards something that like if you just buy a man, unless you go on Judge Hatchet. <laughs> okay, so it, it's probably too much work. For depending on what it is, I I don't want to discourage anyone that has like a legitimate reason to sue somebody or some entity, you know what I mean? I just hope the pain goes away and we can move on. Um, You need something, never mind. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was gonna say, or um, life insurance policy. Okay, next question. Um, so I'm in PB, Mm -hmm. I'm at a bar, Pacific Beach. (laughs) I'm at a bar. I see a young lady that works at the restaurant playing with a patron's dog. She then immediately no. goes behind the boy. Let me, let me Anxiety she, dog? She, no, she, it doesn't matter. It's a dog nonetheless. She a... goes behind the bar oh. and serves up me, me and my friend's drinks. Oh. So, no, no, no. so in that moment when she brings the drinks, is telling her to take them back and wash her hands and then ma- remake them a rude thing to do. Nah, no. man. I don't know nothing about that animal, no. man. Right. You didn't see the papers? No, I don't even know if that dog had papers. And most of those people, oh. they, they're they not even real, like, service dogs. They just say that to get them inside the restaurant. No, I, a lot of restaurants just allow dogs. They don't even care no more, especially if there's right. a patio. Um, But it's, no, that's not appropriate. Like, if you have to wash your hands after using the bathroom, there are clear signs. I feel like that falls in line with just general hygiene. And it was crazy, too, because... And I it's kn- not your food. You're touching other people's stuff. What you want to do in ingesting your body, look, that's on you. But now when you're imposing that on me and my body, now I have an issue. Even mm. then, he's even not... I mean, we don't even know what else she touched before she touched that dog. Look, if she's not washing her hands after touching the dog, that means she's touching everything. No hot girl summer. <laughs> no, no. Okay, next question. Um, so I'm in Marshalls the other day. And I get approached be everywhere. And I get approached by a young lady. Mm-hmm. And I have my AirPods in and she she signals, hey, like take it out so I can ask you something. She looks at my shoes and she goes, Where did you get those shoes? These shoes? Not these shoes. Oh. It was a pair of shoes where I didn't even think anybody would be asking me about the shoes. I start telling them about, you know, how I came about knowing about the shoes. I run in them, X, Y, and Z, blah, blah, blah. The flywares? Yes. Okay. The at the That's end of- these, right? You have these? In yes, in a different colorway. Yeah, yeah. Then conversation trans into uh, transitions into like financial freedom and stuff like that, and I was like, "Oh, she sold me. <laughs> she, <laughs> she got, got me. <laughs> that was the exact but strategy listen, they gave us." But listen, but listen. So she was like, "Oh, you know what? Uh, so I'm, you know, I want to share this opportunity with my, you." My pitch is always, "Yo, take a note or subscribe to the podcast, or take the name of the podcast down, or take a, you know what I mean, or mm-hmm. subscribe." So she then says, "Oh, well, can I get your number, and then maybe we could meet for coffee one day." <laughs> Over but financial freedom. Well, I don't shoes? really know yet. No, if she's going to listen to this, so Farrah, if you're listening to this, <laughs> Farrah Fawcett, just know 
that I still don't know what the vibes was. <laughs> but she brought Sarah, up. Be straight. Be straightforward. But, but, but even even what she was like, even what she was pitching, what she said was, is that she has some mentors. She said that she liked kind of some of the things that I had going on and they had helped her construct a business plan on how to say, okay, within five years, this is what I want to see happen. This house, I want to make it happen. So with that, I'm like, well, I don't know like how much you would have to like pay into something like that if it was even that type of deal, yeah. but that could be beneficial. I had somebody say that and I said, well, here are my focuses. And I laid them out and I was like, if it has nothing to do with that, I'm not interested. If it can go around that, we can talk. And then they were like, oh, okay, well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I was just like, these are the things that I'm actively working for. And if they don't include those things, I can't, I'm not about to lead you on with it. But if what you have to offer will help me in these things, then we can talk. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Last question. And then I'll let you get to your piece. You got it pulled up. Yeah. It's just funny. Uh, okay. <laughs> so this is something that I've been thinking about a lot lately. Why is it that when you're going through something very specific, a song that you really, 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 really like could be a song that you really, 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 really hate? Example? Mood music. Or well, when you're going through a breakup. And I'm going to give you the perfect example because for a long time. I'm so sick this, of love Yes. Because so. the other day, this song came on the radio and I was like, why did I used to hate this song? And I was like, oh, yeah, it came out during the time where I was maybe like going through some things. So, look, you listen to this song right here? Huh? I'm getting nervous right now. Woo! You know what song this is? Brian McKnight. Brian McKnight. So, listen, I heard. No, it's anytime. Oh, I was early. My bad. Can I tell you a funny story about this? We're just going to let Brian play in the background while you tell it. Go ahead. Yeah. We used to sit at the. uh, My parents had a glass. Uh, dinner table that all the cousins used to have to eat on. Wait, wait, can we pause? This fit the toe, too. I love this story with this in the back. Go ahead. It fit the toe. And so we used to, um, like, bang a beat on the table. We had to guess what beat it was, right? And so my brother starts doing do, do, do. And we're like, we don't know what this is. And all of a sudden, he hits us with a new, new, new. We were cracking up because we had no clue. Hey. Me and my cousin Tracy and Brandon were looking at him like, what are you playing? And he said, new, new, new. Did you know when he did that, though? Yes, and we all started dying. <laughs> no, hold on. No, 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 let's pause right here so we can just listen to the words real quick. Now, think about, like, when you're in a loving relationship. Oh, Brian you, is going through you, it right you, now. You can, hear, you can hear this and be okay. Anytime. Yeah. Like in the morning, the afternoon, nighttime, do I ever? Matter. Have you ever asked yourself that question? What? Do have I you ever, ever wake up reaching out yeah. for me? It's I, deep. Every day. <laughs> By the time this episode air... The Brian drama will be over, but he's going through it right now. Oh, I didn't even know. I mean, not like, I mean, you know, it's with his kids, but you know. Oh, that's oh. always a tough one. Yeah. So um, shout good- out to BJ. Because uh, when I met Brian McKnight, he was actually there supporting his son's show. We were there for the Broken Robots show, which is his, Um, I mean, he. we weren't expecting him to be there. We were there for Brian and Nico because their group was Broken Robots. My boy Jay Wash had connected with them on social media, so we were just there. And Slight Daddy, flex. Daddy <laughs> McKnight was there Slight supporting flex. him. <laughs> if I, Slight flex. Me, me and B. <laughs> 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 My son goes by me BJ. The other one is Nico. Star, you, you had some content that. You oh yeah, that was a dope. But no, it was a dope flex, by the way. Just the fact that you was like, hey, me Slight and B. Flex. <laughs> Slight flex. That needs to be the new ad lib. Slight <laughs> <flex>. <laughs> okay, so I wanted to read this. But wait, I wait, wait. What segment is this? Oh, I know you don't have social media, but uh, it's weird. But then when my voice continues, no, it's not. Okay, so (laughs) shut your mouth. Hey, no, can we can we have an episode of just reading your DMs? Oh, you want to do that? (laughs) You see her face change? I don't even. Is a loyal fan? I'm trying to hear DMs. 
opinions. I want to try to hear how filthy they are. <laughs> I want to all of it. I mean, I did have somebody today no, tell me that we have some beautiful redhead curly babies. Yes. Mm. See? Wait, was he a carrot top? Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Wait, no, no, no. Better yet, I don't even want to see your DMs. I want to see your Facebook messages from 2010. <laughs> you want to see the ones that, that <laughs> go into that recession. weird envelope? Not on the wall. During the recession I want... when it was hella... Hey, right before Messenger. <laughs> <laughs> brought this guy man i did he lived. <laughs> <laughs> anyway go ahead let her get okay, into so it so i'm gonna just read this because i came across this and i literally laughed out loud so i hope that it provides you with the same entertainment that it provided me let's hear it so it says some woman flipped me off and hunked in the mcdonald's drive-thru because i was taking too long to order so i paid for her food now this seems like a nice gesture right sure yeah it does he says when i got to the second window to get my food I showed them both receipts and took her food too. <gasps> I paid for it. It's mine. Get back in line. Biatch. Wow. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. That was hard. That, that was hard. That had me in tears. I was like, yes, go that, in. That's a move. That is a move. <laughs> so I like get that. back in line. Well, what was the context? So I guess the person, no, no, this is just something I came across on social media. Oh. And so I was cracking up because I was fire, just like, though. you know, I thought, you know, I'm going to pay for them and give them a lesson on patience. You know, the old good old Christian in me came out like that was a beautiful thing. And then I kept reading and I was like, I oh, classic. That was so hard. They have to get back in line. Yeah. So like, oh, you was in a hurry. Here you go. Man, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, since, since we won't be able does anybody have anything for the culture? Oh, because we're doing it early. Um Shout out to Young Black and in Business. The festival was just this past weekend, so we hope that everything went smoothly. Um, There's another one on the 24th. Uh, that was the one I'm talking about. Oh, which that will one, have yeah. Passed yeah. By the time no, yeah you're airs. right. You're right. You're right. Um, no, happy Labor Day to everybody. Don't forget about the laborers and the movement and everything that uh, they fought for so that we can have the work rights that we have today. I'm about to have a housewarming too, so if, hey. if I mess with you, you'll get an invite. That's so fake. That's not fake. That's real. The fact people. that you will put it on the podcast and not invite everybody? I'm going to invite everybody that's in this room. I gave you a <laughs> <laughs> I gave him his present. Oh, man. Yeah, shout out to my man Lex for coming through. Don't say <laughs> don't say my name don't Sad say my legs. name they know who you are man anyway they know, you know, they they know. The no, not, not today not today <laughs> that was Alex that wasn't Steve I can't speak on it I can't speak on it he here today too that's crazy he ain't here <laughs> he ain't here so y'all we are about to get into this dynamic runaround we will not further this along anymore or um <laughs> so we hope you all enjoy it we just wanted to give y'all a little something something before um this episode length runaround took place but we hope that you all enjoyed it and engage with it as much as we did because it was really insightful it's something that you can easily latch on to <laughs> latching on to you i see what you did there yeah i see what you did there all right y'all enjoy the runaround the runaround and now the, the runaround, runaround. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's time for the runaround, y'all. The runaround. <laughs> <laughs> you want to start with? I'm not ready. Nah, it's all good. No, I gave you, I gave her the cue. It's all good. We're gonna keep that one. I I'm not, I'm not gonna say what I always say because we're not back. We're in the runaround. <laughs> we are in. We're the not runaround. back to the. I'm runaround. glad it took you thirty something episodes to figure that out. Thirty two. Thirty two. Um, so we're here for another segment of the runaround, yeah, and here. we have a guest. And our guest is going to play what your name is because we've been doing better at this, right? So we got our guest prepared. You have three pieces of paper in your hand. 
Um, so before you tell us anything about yourself, uh, based upon based upon initial impressions, we've written down nicknames or monikers <laughs> that you can use for the remainder of the episode, or you can decide to go with your government, whatever works for you. But you're gonna open or your up. own handle. Yeah, whatever feels comfortable. But you're going to open those up. You're going to read them into the mic. And then after you've read all three, you're going to tell us which one you like the best because we're a very competitive bunch. Um, so. And there's always one right one. And that's typically the one that I did. But there's always one right one. She's so. back. All right. <laughs> She's back. Somebody misses trivia. Uh, <laughs> so if you don't mind uh, opening up the first one and reading what it says on it. Normalize the normal. Okay. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. That's Carl's. I can tell by the squint in the pose. That's crazy. She was like, I don't even want to say words right now. (laughs) See? Please say it. That's a head nod. Normal ass breastfeeding. Wait, hold on. Before we continue, no, just, no, as no, a no, disclaimer, you don't have to do as we'll a, get there. Okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, Miss All Titty Committee. Okay. <laughs> oh wait a minute. Oh, oh no. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Here I am thinking that ass was like too vulgar. Okay, wait, hold on. <laughs> Miss All Titty Committee is everything. <laughs> no, I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying that's not it. Okay. <laughs> that's no, no, this one is. Oh, oh this I one was about to say, the normal ass breastfeeding. But, was do, you, that's funny, but do you know what that was a play on? No. So his name on the podcast, which he probably should have introduced before he wrote the name, is Normal Ass Carl. So really, what he was doing was bringing you in and incorporating you into who he is. Look at how right. but, but, but 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 would that have changed your 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 answer? So she was gonna win no matter what. She was going to win no matter yeah, what. She yeah, she was And I thought about that. I was like, man, if she's going to rock with it, she's going to really rock with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most definitely. <laughs> Good try, though. I tried. Good try. Yeah, yeah. Good you try. Can't, you can't I, I appreciate hustle. it more with the explanation. Got you. <laughs> I, I do my man's a favor all the time. I appreciate that's it. That's what family's all about. <laughs> so before we get into some of the things that you have going on, I think I kind of want to give a little backstory on how we actually met each other. Yeah, most So definitely. do you want to tell the story or should I tell the story? Because I feel like. <laughs> Coming from your perspective, it might be interesting. Like, I got, well, yeah. Let's do a tag team. Like, I want to hear you narrate it, and I want to hear you jump in with the truth. To do. Because he's going <laughs> to embellish I, I whatever almost, he needs I to embellish. I wish I would have written it down, because I, I do so much in life that mm-hmm. I forget a lot of things. Basically, I, do remember, I do remember the ride. <laughs> yeah. But, like, as far as details, like, I remember us having, like, a vibe from the beginning because I had Nipsey Hussle mm-hmm. playing in the, in the car. And then he got in, and I have like a spiel. So, oh, so I was driving Lyft, and I picked him ah. up. So this was completely random. Yeah, not set up in any way, shape, or form. You know where you picked him up from? Listen. Ooh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, wait, 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 of the story was is that we were in a lift so yes. we had no prior knowledge about what each other did and we Fair. were having a well the conversation definitely started on Nipsey Hustle. I told her right. I was from LA right. told her what the connection to the music was we talked about his tragic passing we talked about 
um i think the next thing that we talked about was how we talked about certain things because she had expressed something to me and then i had expressed something to her that were like two totally different subjects and it was like yo you got passion like yo you got passion too (laughs) it was like the spider-man meme where it's like you got passion i got passion um and then she started to tell me about some of the things that she was involved in and it really took me by surprise because there was a couple of things that kind of came up that i was thinking to myself um i want to get her on the podcast to discuss these things because i feel like as a black individual and as a black female um there are certain things that we just don't see on a regular basis and she embodied a few of those so i want to start with if you're okay with it the story that you told me about ancestry ancestry which story I told. I really wish I would have written it all down. Because um, I have I have a question and I can I can lead into it and then you can correct the parts that I'm you missing. Can lead as into far the... as as far as breastfeeding kind of being Well, not even just that, because you told me a personal story, so that's why I want to make sure it's okay for Oh, that. my ancestry. Yes. Oh, okay, yeah, I can tell you that. I'm okay. like, well uh, <laughs> Ancestry.com. <laughs> I'm like, what what is that? Twenty three and me. Um okay, so <laughs> like do you have a specific question? Um I do after you tell be... anything that you would like to share. Okay. So uh, my parents are both from West Af- West Africa. Where They're from Ghana? I went there. From Accra. Did yes, Accra? yeah, Accra okay. and Kumasi. Dope. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, Accra, Kumasi. Kumasi. Yeah, yeah, Kumasi. Yeah, Kumasi. Yeah, 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 I accidentally Accra. touched them. Bless you. Um, <laughs> I have never been. Oh my god. So yeah. that I think was the, probably the premise of what we were talking mm-hmm. about. And um, and then you you also had stated that um, you had recently found out some information about like your extended family right 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 so my mother's first cousin is the president of ghana are you serious <laughs> no joke in real life in real life yeah, this like is coming to america man you, you gotta get flewed out yeah mcdowell <laughs> let the president mcdowell's is right down the street too <laughs> not mcdowell <laughs> They got the big neck. I got the big neck. Right. Oh. It's 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 crazy. So it's about three years ago. I'm I, I'm gonna tell the story now organically from yeah. what I want to what I want to say. Yeah. So about three years ago in 2016, um, I had gone to Philly, um, and I was on the normalized breastfeeding tour, and we'll talk about all of the stuff that led to the tour. But I was on tour, I ended up in Philly, and did a photo shoot there, um, a weekend with the moms and. Because I was, because I came there on my own, the Department of Health saw all that my my blog post had kind of gone viral and a lot of people were talking about it. And I really focused on mentioning black breastfeeding because it was during Black Breastfeeding Week Mm -hmm. and um, Breastfeeding Month. And so I did separate the groups and do separate pictures with just the black breastfeeding moms together, like Mm -hmm. in a group. And and it was kind of like eye-opening for some of the people who are attending but i was like this is something that you know everyone needs to be focused on really trying to help out anyway so the philadelphia department of health uh the maternal and child health division reached out to me the following year and said that they had a campaign that they were trying to put together and so uh i just i felt like every time i was going back to philly it was like pulling me in closer Mm -hmm. pulling me in closer and i really felt like i needed to um I felt like I was being called home, mm-hmm. like and it, especially because I was being brought out to places where it was like predominantly black. Mm-hmm. And I've never experienced that here in San Diego. I grew up in I was born in Poway. Mm. Oh, in a predominantly white neighborhood. Yeah. Like 
my brother used to skateboard. I used to rollerblade. Not to say that those are particularly white things to do, but, but all of our friends and every everyone, like I was literally <laughs> the only black child in my classes, like when I had school yeah. pictures. And so um, that was just kind of, I was, I don't feel like we were ever really raised on our culture. Like they would tell us some things and teach us certain things, but it was never like, you need to learn the language. You need to go home. You need to, you know, like be about who you are and where you come from. And so I think it's because my parents are so Americanized. Yeah. I was going to ask if they were first generation or. No, I'm first generation, first African, generation. African-American. Oh, yeah. So okay. it's it's it hits different. Yeah. <laughs> because even though I don't have direct ancestry to slavery, I feel all the effects of being black in America. Yeah. Right. That's and deep. and 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 I'm African, but I've never been home. So I can't really like tie myself to i mean i can but i'm, not, I'm i've never been there like i feel like i need to it's like trying to get out of the sunken place <sighs> my husband always says this <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but... i'm gonna reference him a lot because a lot of the conversation will come up that things that we've already talked about but yes he would say like yeah you were in your sunken place back then when we, when we met and and still like trying to come out of it you yeah. know what yeah. i mean um do you feel like the based off of what you're saying right now we talked about this a little bit our last episode do you feel like there's a difference uh, among yourself and other like African Americans that are you know that've been here for a while, like their whole families like, like, have been, been like here the, for generations. I think yeah, because like the way I look at it, like say if somebody who came from Africa came here, it's almost like we look at them, and I hate to say it this way, but it's the truth. We look at them as being a different type of black. Okay. You get what yeah, I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I totally get what you're saying because yeah. I was I always felt like a different type of black and which, I felt which, like I which never different quite type? fit in. I just felt like I didn't fit in anywhere. So you were like a third type. Yes, mm. because you're not African, mm-hmm. you're not black, mm-hmm. you're first generation African American. Like yeah. that and that's I mean, if you look at all of the first generation African Americans right now who are coming up in the media, like Issa Rae, mm-hmm. Yvonne uh Orji, um there's a, a, a the comedian uh, Godfrey. Oh the, yeah, yeah, the comedian. Uh, yeah. He's a Nigerian comedian. I mean, like, there's just a lot of uh, of them who are, have kind of pulled from that immigration or Im- immigrant status of their parents. Yeah. Um, coming to this country and working so hard, that ethic, that yeah. work ethic that they ha- like, I have the same thing. I've been working from the day that I was 16. Mm-hmm. Like literally on my birthday, I got a job. It had to do with like my, my parents' divorce and stuff, but just was like, I'm going to do this for myself because nobody's going to, nobody else is going to do it for me. You know what I mean? And that grind. Interesting that you say that because I was having a conversation with somebody the other day and they were making a comparison in between people who have parents who have like prestigious jobs. So they want their children to kind of like follow in their footsteps and quote unquote, make them proud. And then you have individuals who probably have, are working towards citizenship or just recently earned their citizenship. And then their children are able to reap the benefits of growing up here. And then they have a certain work that work ethic and, um, expectation for those kids and it's like which one is more stringent like the parents would say look look i put like all this on my back so you can have this opportunity right. or the parents that say i've been working all my life to like provide you these opportunities and i was thinking to myself like dang like th- those are two different types of pressures that if you're within one bubble like you probably don't give any uh, too much credence to the other one right. um but these are the lives that people are living and i'm glad that you're give, uh, having the opportunity to kind of be able to speak to that because i'm quite sure that there's listeners out there that are having that experience and thinking to themselves like i don't know many people that i can relate to outside of my family outside of my own cultural group but then now you're kind of bringing a little bit more of awareness of 
what your personal experience was. Well, and the crazy thing is I felt like I was being called home at that point. Mm -hmm. And I had an experience where I talked to uh, Kimberly Seals Aller. She's a journalist. She's um, the author of The Big Letdown. She's a huge um, proponent for breastfeeding and advocacy and especially black breastfeeding. And mm -hmm. she's one of the founders of Black Breastfeeding Week. Awesome. She actually had mentioned to me in 2017 when I was back in uh, Philly with uh, the Department of Health, uh, she had actually told me that she wanted to kind of like look into doing a project to do Black Breastfeeding Week in Africa. Okay. And so it was crazy because that was the same year that I really felt like I was being called home. Mm -hmm. And so I just started to kind of just like put it out there and just like, okay, like I'm open to this. Like, just let me know what's going on. And slowly but surely... The universe started started to open up these different avenues and 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 opportunities and just truths like yeah. about my family that I I didn't even know. I always heard that my 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 father's father was a chief of our tribe and um and that was he was the chief of police so that was also the chief of the tribe mm -hmm. and uh so I was always told that I was royalty from that side of the family. Which tribe? Um. I don't even have all the details. Like, I know we're a Shante tribe, mm -hmm. but I don't know, like, detail, detail. You mm -hmm. know, like, I wish I could say I had studied it growing up. I mm. wish I had all the information to give to you. I wish I you did, to too. I used to ask my parents, like, yeah. teach me the language. And to this day, I'm fluent in Spanish because language is a part of me. It's something that I really enjoy learning. Mm -hmm. So well, I know if I go home, you know, I'm definitely going to, to take that extra step to try and learn. But let's talk about that for a little bit. What was the aversion to actually teaching you the language? I think it was just trying to be Americanized. Like and then my dad, hardcore, mm. hardcore, you know, my dad was back and forth to like Florida, to LA, to all these different places, uh, doing computer programming and consulting, business consulting. And he ended up having to do a lot of work in Mexico. So he became fluent in Spanish. Interesting. Yes. And like, it's so crazy because I knew Spanish before I ever knew any words in my own language. Like, is... in my, and I consider Ghana home. I don't consider yeah. this home, even though I was born yeah. here. What's the native Something tongue in Ghana? Um, so there's three different dialects. There's Ga, Fante, and Tree. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so have you like ventured independently to start learning some of those languages? Ga, I, my husband actually. So he's he's the one who kind of pushes me when I'm like, I, I really think I should do this. And I'm like, ah. And I'm like, like, cause I think I, because I'm not, because I haven't had access to it, yeah. it's just something that's kind of out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> and it's like, I want it, but I don't, I have so many other priorities going on around me every day, mm -hmm. having a family and things like that. Like, it's just trying to find that right time to do it. But we do have like a whole packet now of like what I need to study in order yeah. to like, you know, I just, I also need someone to talk to. That's true. Right. Learning Spanish was all, I was all immersion with my mother-in-law who doesn't speak English interesting that's how i learned spanish wow. I, I learned a little bit in high school um but i learned mostly from her okay so your your heart is pulling you back home most you, definitely you have this initiative that you want to be able to launch back home where yes. are you at with that right now i have written a grant actually okay i love how all of this is pulling together <laughs> um i've written a grant uh it was for a photography contest mm -hmm. and it didn't i didn't win the grant um, but I've just been sharing it with people and yeah. just like, hey, what do you think about this? Is mm -hmm. this something that we can get funded? You know, if so, let's talk about that. <clears throat> um, but primarily the way that I've built the grant is to help me to get back home mm -hmm. as well. And it's part of uh, 
closure of the project that I've been building with normalized breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you want us to like kind of go into what that is and yeah, please, let's branch off. And please do because I feel like it will bring everything full circle. Okay, let's talk about yeah. You said everything that you do, right? I mean, primarily everything you I do. Is the yeah, titty the whole, committee. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> primarily everything that I do. Um, it's really interesting too. Like I never imagined that this would be my life. Yeah. And it's it's interesting how it makes certain people feel. Like when we start to talk about it, or the the discomfort, or maybe just like not knowing the ignorance of it all. You know. Um, but I think it's thing. It's these are topics that we really should be discussing with children as young as four years old that have older siblings or younger siblings that might be breastfeeding. Right. Okay. Lay it, lay, lay it on us. What what are some, I mean, because we, we, the, the word normalize comes yes. up at, at the forefront of what the title is. Right. And it kind of sounds like we need to not be radicalizing women that want to breastfeed. Are we talking about just breastfeeding in general? Healthy breastfeeding, breastfeeding in public, breastfeeding within We're certain communities? We're talking about it all, and I'm going to tell you why. Okay. So when I started doing this project, it was primarily just like I want to just bring awareness. I started taking pictures was it posting was, them on the internet. Was it initially just targeted towards black women? No, okay. not at all. Um, I was happy to support like everyone's breastfeeding journey, but it was more about like, why is this a problem? Why is there a stigma? And I was just like, let's just take some pictures and put them out there and see what people have to say about it, you know? Also, this incorporates the photography aspect. Of- exactly. Okay. That was, it all started on Facebook. Um, I, I clicked on the hashtag one day while I was nursing my own son. Yeah. And the very first post that came up was a pornographic post. And I was like, wait, what? Mm. Yes. <laughs> yes. Hashtag. So wait, wait, let, yeah. Hey. Swag. <laughs> Title. <laughs> so I and that was the only hashtag they used, and there was nothing else in the post. It was just normalized breastfeeding. So they knew that this hashtag was trend it was trending at the time. Oh. And so they capitalized off of that and tried to get more views on their video that was going going around Facebook, even wow. though they have community guidelines that say that. You yeah. can't post this type of content yeah. on the internet, right? So then um, I start looking into it, and I'm, like, enraged because I start, I keep scrolling, and I see, like, uh, women saying that they uh, didn't have, uh, uh, that they had been kicked out of public spaces for feeding their child, whether it be, like, a movie theater right. or a restaurant or whatever the case. Okay, let's pause right there. Does yeah. that shock y'all? What part, like about women getting kicked out of public spaces? I for think we really need to, to put some of like my pictures on the on the on the screen too, so you guys have a visualization. Because I feel like we're it's kind of abstract right now. Um, yeah, but, it's like yeah, it doesn't surprise me because I understand how patriarchy works, and if the breast isn't for your sexualized pleasure, men are really uncomfortable. Mm. Um, and so that aspect of it doesn't surprise me, but it's just like you would rather this child starve, <laughs> like that's what you're saying. <laughs> choose starvation for this child over nurturing this child and feeding this child those are the two options like female perspective the baby is hungry the baby is hungry the baby's crying the mother's milk lets down if we were at the zoo like if we were at the zoo (laughs) and a little giraffe was sucking on his mommy city we just like look child she's getting fed oh it's so beautiful but like a human it's like oh god no not the human getting fed so carl we're the problem (laughs) so as the problem No, men are not the problem. Well, no, 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 no. You're right. You're right. Not all men. Not me. Not me. Not me. I'm talking Carl. Um, But Carl, (laughs) 
as the, as the problem. You're not the problem what, either, Carl. What, what what do you feel about this? Does it does it make okay? So let's just start with the with the basis. Does it make you uncomfortable? And it's okay to be uncomfortable because yeah, uncom- okay. discomfort is just not being used to something. Stop talking to me as if like I got an issue before we get on the mic. <laughs> he really did. Hey, does that. it make like, you oh, uncomfortable he's, though, Carl? Like, he's, he's like he projected a little bit. You projected. Oh man! Are you projecting? He's like, right. he's like, so it's just okay. uh, okay. no, but you know, I don't, I wouldn't say that it's uncomfortable, but it's shocking. Like, what if it happens? Because, like you said, like you could be somewhere out, and someone just says, "Hey, I'm, he's hungry right now. Here we go." And I'm like, "Oh, okay, eat. yeah." And I and I just be like, "Oh, okay, didn't didn't see that coming." You know, it's the best I way I can like look at it. As a child, you should kind of just see that coming. Yeah. But, so, did you grow up with siblings? <laughs> no, I'm an only child. Big part, yeah. Big part, and there's a lot of aspects like this. This, this. Can I connect this? Yeah. Okay, but this shit has it has layers. It yeah. has layers. You know what I mean? And so, you gotta understand that, like, and we'll get into it because there's so much to talk about. But I, I really feel like it's okay to feel that way because you've not been exposed to it. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about a whole generation of people who've not been exposed to it. Right. That's what's that's what's going on right now. Which is crazy because the society that we live in right now, I feel like we're so desensitized to things. Like overall in general, it's funny that breastfeeding is one of the things where it's like, oh no, this is where the buck stops. Yeah, my cleavage, I, my top can be to my <laughs> belly button, right, and all the titty right. hanging out, and people right. will be like, oh, that's cute, uh-huh. and then feed a child. What? <laughs> you see the same amount of chesticles. So, yes, you do. So can you I do. say something that might sound a little crazy? Go ahead. Well, I didn't know this was an issue. I didn't know people were freaking out over breastfeeding. Oh, even like w- yeah. when uh, who in your circles breastfeed? What? Who in your circles breastfeed though that you frequent? Well, yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. okay. I'm gonna tell you where I always see it <laughs> at church. Mm. Really? Yeah. Wait, which church did you go to? Well, so I I I I go to a specific church and then I frequent. You don't like I, details. I, oh, that's okay. That's no, 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 no. <laughs> and I and I'm gonna tell you why. And I frequent other people's churches. So one of the things that I really really love is when people do church in public. Okay. So if I have friends that say like we're going to the beach and we're gonna oh, do, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like that because yeah. what you, what I always notice is is you see other people and maybe like they just start inching closer, you know what I mean? And it's That's pulling cool. people in. People so in yeah. events like that, I see it all the time. Yeah. And it's no yeah. big deal. It's and I feel like growing up, I wasn't really like looking out for breastfeeding. Right. But when I would see it, I, I've never seen anybody freak out. So when you made the comment about kicking people out of public spaces. I'm like, yo, are you serious? Yeah. Now, there's can, so many videos. Now, now, what I can't say is, I'm gonna tell you this though. What I can say is, is if you pull out a titty, and you're not responsible with that titty, I can understand why somebody might be a little what squeamish. You mean responsible? <laughs> <laughs> no, because when when I've seen it, I've never actually seen. I love the way you said yeah, it. Yeah, but I, I, I've never actually seen somebody breastfeeding. I've right. just known that with the cover and the baby being in a certain position oh, that it was going on. But I can get I why if you saying. had a baby and you just pulled the titty out and then took a call, <laughs> why somebody that wasn't... I did that shit for hey, free. I'm <laughs> so glad dude, you looked like... at him like I said it, so that's cool no, with me. Hey, <laughs> but I'm being real. Like, be responsible with your titty. What else would you do? And, 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 would no, you no, do? and, you know and I'm being real. Like, life has to go on. No, and I'm being real. Y'all be eating at your desk at work. Listen, no, listen. The only, the only reason I say it like that is because, again, I just stated previously that I had a familiarity with seeing it happen in my current life and then seeing it happen throughout my life. But right. if you hadn't, you wouldn't necessarily, you know what I mean? You wouldn't be fr- freaking, I would think, you wouldn't be freaking out about, about the breastfeeding. Right. It would just be the titty. It would, 
I think people freak out about both equally. Okay. And a lot of people think that it's sexual because the baby is sucking on the tit. But the problem is they have no education around what's actually happening. Well, well school what's, us. Uh, okay, let's do it. So, <laughs> so Carl, you I'm going to tell you something that oh. that is about, really I'm never talked about. No, don't tell us what you think about. <laughs> something, that's, something that's really never talked about is that bottles um, are actually are not a need. I'm going to tell you why. Okay. And I know it sounds crazy because you got you got you got to feed your baby, but babies are actually naturally born to drink from a cup. Okay. That is as crazy. an as a newborn. It's better than tribute. first day first day old. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> There's infant cups that they make. They don't look like bottles. They that you know they're kind of open on one side. They're shaped a certain kind of way, so it's not as popular. Got but it. Infants can drink from a cup from the day that they're born. They can drink from a syringe if you have to, whatever. Bottles. The problem with bottles is that it represents something that eliminates the mother. Now, when the mother when the mother's is out of the picture, obviously, you need some other way to feed your child. But the real issue is that when a baby is born, the muscles they use to drink from the breast are the same muscles you use to drink from a cup. When you drink from a bottle, babies actually have to learn how to drink from a bottle just as much as they have to learn how to drink from the breast. The problem is the bottle retrains their suck pattern changes that you know have you ever heard of like well you guys probably haven't heard of it you might have heard of whoa whoa no, whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa 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 he's probably heard of it because he's a dad i heard of it no i didn't i don't mean just men i just meant like because you guys are you guys are oh you're a father yeah. you, no nipple confusion you've heard of nipple confusion yeah 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 okay this is what nipple confusion <laughs> is shut up alex is dead <laughs> i can take the joke oh my god <laughs> That's, that's, that's the biggest fan. That's had... the biggest fan. At least he make y'all laugh. <laughs> <laughs> At least he make y'all laugh. Continue. But I was just gonna say, so yeah, so the the fact that we are essentially taking because the the the, the learning curve on learning to drink from a bottle is much shorter than the learning curve of uh, trying to, to to learn to drink from the breast. It's easier to just say, okay, well let's, let's just give the baby the the bottle right now while we try and figure out what's going on with the breast. But the whole way to make milk and produce a, a significant or a sufficient amount of milk for your baby is to feed that baby on demand, to feed that baby every time it's hungry, in the especially in the very beginning, because yeah. that's how you're telling your body and sending all these signals hormonally to say we need milk, oh. right? Start, right. We start making this milk so that this, ba- yes, yeah, so that this, we got this baby. The baby's out here, like baby was inside, itself. baby's outside. And see, the thing is, when the baby's inside, it's being fed by the by the placenta, right? Yeah. So, baby's inside, fe- being fed by the placenta. As soon as baby comes out, baby is supposed to be placed on the mother's chest immediately, and this immediately creates um, a reaction that makes the placenta give way from the uterus okay. and allow the mom to pass the, the placenta. Now that the placenta is no longer attached to the body, it cannot send those signals to say feed the baby. Got it. The breast is now the new organ that takes over. Wow. That point and that part for the baby. So if you don't put the baby to the breast, your breast ain't gonna make milk. So you gotta train the titty basically. Yes. So what's the difference in like supply and demand? What if you had like a pump? Well, yeah, those guys about that. What if you're pumping though? Right. So 
let's let's finish this conversation. Got you. All right, all right, Carl's we'll light the, years ahead. <laughs> like I said, there are layers to this shit. Got and you. When you also add in all of the socioeconomic factors to um, being, you know, in black or in the hood or whatever, there's so many different layers to it as to why, especially black women, are not breastfeeding. If you got to go back to work two weeks after you gave birth, you're not breastfeeding. That's true. You know what I mean? Now you can, but your job is probably a lower wage because you have to go back so soon. Mm. And if it is, that means that they're probably not going to give you your 15 minute break every three hours to pump for your baby. Mm. Yeah, It's deep. It's so deep, y'all. Then you can't pump at your desk or if it's a low wage job at the counter or at and they, the they, customer service And they're supposed to provide area. a space for you. But let me tell you what's happening right now in America. Okay. And they don't talk about this because it's not a big enough issue for a lot of people. But there are women who are pregnant and on leave and have expressed to their to, the, to their employers that they want to breastfeed and they need to provide accommodations for them. And they're getting let go. They're getting fired. And the tough part about that is, is that you can let somebody go for a reason and not have that be the stated reason that you let them go. Exactly. So it's like, you caused the fuss about this. So we go, you know, that one time you- That one time, yeah. they're going to find a way to let you go. And uh, sadly though, I don't even think a lot of them, I don't know how they're reporting it or how it goes- how it all goes down, but I've just heard the stories from the moms. Yeah. They'll reach out to me and tell me what's going on. Like I have a lady right now who's in a case right now. Like I can't talk about her case, but she reached out to me because she's like, I don't know what else to do. You know yeah. what I mean? And so it's happening all over the country and it's something that we really need to get ahead of because this is the foundation of human life. You have to think about it that way. After the baby is born, this is the foundation of life. Can I ask you a question? Yes. What was the first instance that you observed that made this such a worthwhile cause for you? Was it? It was probably seeing my first uh, uh, first woman breastfeeding. She was a friend of mine from high school, and she was the first woman I'd ever seen breastfeed in real life. Oh, wow. I don't think I had even considered the thought of breastfeeding. I, you know, like I knew she was pregnant. I knew she was having a baby, but never even thought about the fact that she was going to breastfeed until I saw it. And then it was just like kind of like hit me like with a ton of bricks and it was just kind of it was interesting whatever but i was not yet a mom I was not yet married or anything like that and so i was just it was out of out of sight out of mind were you, know you uncomfortable no not at all okay i was just like oh this is so interesting i've never seen this happen before and she's telling me all the like little ins and outs of it and she's like girl this is so much i don't even know and That's it's crazy it's like commitment. they expect women to learn all this shit when they get pregnant it's like eight years worth of education, yo. <laughs> and they want us to learn it in nine months. Wow. And they don't want to pay us to do this shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. gosh Look. damn it. And we're, we're, we're populating the earth. Like, it's a good point. So two questions <laughs> for you. Formula and pumps. Okay. So let's start with pumps. There we go. So, um. Wait, can we just, can we just point out that those weren't two questions? You just they said They weren't. Words. They were just two. Yeah, but I, I know what he's saying. Formula I understand. And pumps. <laughs> that is the question. What is It's an official word? episode now. He didn't question my I wording. I know those two words. <laughs> At first, with... I thought he was talking about heels. So I was like, pumps? I'm like, what's pumps? You got to pump it for me. <laughs> you don't want to see these ankles in heels. I'm familiar. I'm, I'm, I love those two words because I'm familiar with both of them personally on a personal yeah. level. So, Talk um, to us. so funny. My kids are probably calling me. That's all right. <laughs> hey, y'all. Yeah, they've they, they been gone like for an hour now, Mom. Where you at? Yeah. Right? <laughs> when you come back, Mama. When you left us with Daddy, where you, when you come back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, okay, wait. Okay, so pumps. 
So the thing about pumps is, and it's so funny, like if you go on social media and you hear people say like, well, you can just pump and put it in the cup, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so like we were talking about before, mm -hmm. going back to the baby and this, this process that's already been set up by genetics <laughs> for babies to get nutrition. So they have a certain way of drinking from the mother's breast. And the baby's mouth has been created to extract the milk perfectly. Yeah. But there are times where genetics will also fail and we will have issues with tongue ties, like um, mm. that connector underneath mm -hmm. the tongue mm -hmm. that can cause so much nipple pain, like extreme nipple pain to where moms are like, hell no, I'm not breastfeeding. Mm. Like, you got to understand that. I didn't know that was a thing either. It's a whole, like I said, there are layers to the shit. Yeah. This is like the medical side. So if you think about the actual anatomy of the baby's mouth, mm -hmm. that's a whole nother topic. Mm -hmm. It's a whole nother area, mm -hmm. right? And if you consider the fact that like babies, typically they'll have to get it, uh, they call it revised, but basically they clip the tongue or they use a laser to separate that space. Mm -hmm. And then the mother has to do like physical therapy with the baby's tongue for like six weeks to help wow. it to not, to not reattach. Mm -hmm. This is also that she can latch her baby without feeling like her nipple's going to fall off in the baby's mouth. Which is important. Which is really important. Yeah. <laughs> and it's important to your mental health. Scientifically, because... that can happen? No. Okay, no. okay. I'm just being nice. Just I'm being completely... Listen, I'm really invested in everything no, that she I, says. I, I'm I appreciate it literally. that, though. I appreciate that. But no, no. Your, your nipple will not fall off. Your nipple will get, like, sore and bleed and crack and dry. Nipple, so, nipple cream's a thing, but... Once it's gotten like to a certain amount of damage, like even if you try to pump, like that's that's painful. Mm -hmm. Okay, so going to the pump. Pumps. The baby is is the one who is able to do the best work. The pump is a machine. It does not understand that you have milk over here or milk over here or milk down here. I'm touching my breast. I'm just saying. <laughs> so basically, basically, the baby does know, and this is why, because the baby starts nursing. And as a young newborn, it doesn't know any of this. But as it grows, mm -hmm. it will do the same thing that a cat would do at its mother's breast. It will start to paw yep. the breast and it will start to move it around and it will move the milk down to get the most milk that it needs to get. Wow. So the baby and the breast Boys work right together. It's, it's a system and the baby has a job when it comes out of the womb and it's to get this milk. Like legit. That is the, that is the job the baby has. But if we give the, bo the bottle in a certain way, so this, there's nothing wrong with giving a bottle, but when you put the bottle down into a baby's mouth, mm -hmm. you're allowing milk now to just trickle into mm -hmm. the baby's mouth without it requesting it. He ain't working. Thank you. The baby has a job to do. Mm -hmm. So when the baby gets to the breast, it's a lot harder to get latched on, but when it gets latched on, it reaps the benefits. It's able to feel and know the nurturing, the sustenance, the provision of the universe that it is in. Yeah. <laughs> and I have to work for that milk. <laughs> and, I was, and I'm not saying that, that that affects you in adulthood, but I do think a lot of these things affect people in adulthood. Well, I was just going to ask if we Look felt like... <laughs> Let's see free breast fat or not. Let's he talk just about it. Let's talk formula. about it. Let's talk about it. You were formal fed? Yeah. You were formal fed? Yeah. Do you know for sure? Yeah, my mom said it hurt too bad. <laughs> Shut up! Oh my god, that's that's the greatest fan. Um, <laughs> yeah, our greatest fan. Were you breastfed? Do you know? I don't know. Okay, 
Oh yeah, I was breastfed. My you mom was like, "Woo, you love some nitty." Thank you. So wait a minute. How long do you think is uh, when do you think the cutoff age should be? I have a friend who be? is doing two years, who is committed to two years of breastfeeding. So I've seen three, four year old kids. With... I've seen on Maury, the kid was five one time. Well, we have an expert. What do you think? So the worldwide weaning <laughs> average. The worldwide weaning average is between... Wait, wait, wait. That was a bar. I was like, how did she say all that perfectly? Worldwide weaning average. worldwide weaning average is actually between four and seven. Jeez. Worldwide. Wait, months or years? Years. But worldwide, okay, that makes sense. In America, This is when you're allowing your child to wean on their own when they're done with the emotional sides that that's really for emotional comfort. So this is the worldwide, right? So we're also considering, I know you guys are like mind blown right now. No, but it it does make sense because in America, one of our main reasons is we got to get back to work because we only have so much time. So like in America, that makes sense. But worldwide, look. And it's mind blowing because culture has impacted so many different things that like we could see things that are medically beneficial to people, but we just quote unquote, don't do that anymore. That's that's weird. That's old school. Yeah. And then you get instead of wet nurses and all that historical stuff, it's it's deep. And it's like we but see. So I I really don't see a problem with that going on now. Like I've seen sisters wet nurse their their babies. Like if my sister has to go to the to, to the store, or whatever, and both of our babies are here and they both crying. I mean, and we're both producing, producing milk. milk. Like, and this is this is where we've lost the village, right? So yeah. this is why they say it takes a village. It's not just about sharing like dropping milk your kids sharing off. or whatever but but it but it really is though and and the thing is babies were always provided for before yeah when has there ever been a time the babies have not been provided for i mean unless their 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 economic status is so low that you know they're poor that they might they might end up ho- homeless and <laughs> oh. yeah that that but i'm saying like Babies have always been provided for in the sense that communities have always had these village type of yeah, uh, uh, structures that have allowed uh, these communities to to thrive nonetheless, whether they had formula or not, you know. And so really our, our individualistic society here mm-hmm. in America is what's really doing the damage. Mm-hmm. And mothers don't have the support that they would have if they were in a village type of community. Mm. They don't have access to the grandmothers and the great grandmothers who would be there with the advice and the nurturing um, of mothering the new mothers Talk about because it. they need that nurturing as well. It's not just the baby. And this, this is what pisses me off so much is like, people think it's just about the baby. Mm. Like, ha- did you forget that there's a whole other person attached to this baby? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and she has feelings and she's vulnerable and she's in a society where she should be being embraced and she's being shunned. And that baby was in her and that baby was for a in minute. Her. So that baby, like when you, so when you speak about that, like that whole connection, I think we lose sight of that too. Yeah. Is that for a baby to come here, a mother has to carry that child and nurture herself, which is in turn nurturing that baby. Right. Why would we think just because the baby's out for us to see that that would need to stop? Well, okay. Thank you. Came out of water. You know what I mean? <laughs> thank you. That's Alex. real. <laughs> he with thank the- you, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> He's here all episodes. Oh man, all episodes. <laughs> So what I want to say, though, what I what I really appreciate most about you, and I think I've probably been really locked in, engaged more than any other guest, and that's not a knock to any guests that we brought in here, is the fact that you brought research and you brought it to a cultural sense, too, though. 
And I think like that's because like when she said, "Hey, it takes a village," and I'm like, "Oh yeah," but my mom used to say that term when like my grandmother would pick me up or help watch out, you know, for me and stuff. But then you even applied it from like, no, nah, it even started even earlier than that. Like, hey, somebody runs off to the store. It's like, hey, listen, you know, you know, we're both breastfeeding. So I mean, like, I I just really appreciated that 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 point, the points that you made in that particularly. So you brought in the awareness. And we have, I feel like we've all been enlightened in certain aspects mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to breastfeeding and then just the cultural components. My firstborn is a cat, so I have no experience. With <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Yeah, but you have, you have personal experience because you breastfed. No, I, I was breastfed. You were yeah. breastfed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You breastfed. So you don't realize it, but subconsciously, your body knows. Yeah. Your body knows what's up. You never, you probably never ever had an issue with breastfeeding. Right. It's like somebody. So this is a conversation I've been having with people when I was driving Lyft. Um, So basically, I don't know if I can say their name on this podcast, but anyways. (laughs) um, Person A. Yeah. When I was not not their name, but uh, so I've had several conversations. I was actually making it kind of like a way to try and get more kind of market research, basically. But I was talking to people about like. Like, how do you feel? about breastfeeding in public, you know, and, 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 and then I would follow up with the question, were you breastfed? Mm. And it would be so interesting to see how many people that did have a problem with it were not breastfed mm-hmm. and people who didn't have a problem with it were, were breastfed. breastfed. Now I don't have statistics or any kind of real research, but these are just conversations and I, I'd done over 1400 rides. Yeah. Right. I didn't start from the very beginning. I probably started when I hit a thousand. So I'd say a cool 400. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a 4.99, I think. Hey, 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 hey. And the, the person who didn't give you that five, they didn't get breastfed. <laughs> you know what's funny, though? You know what's funny? I do think that there's some times where people are like, man, hell no, I'm going to give her a four. Or I'm going to give her, you know, whatever. But, but, I, but I make people, I don't try to make you uncomfortable. And that's one thing that I don't want you to, to feel. What I do want to do is enlighten you to the fact that we are literally in the matrix y'all like we in the matrix it ain't no oh the matrix no we in the matrix mm-hmm. like the real the reality when they say like you're in the belly of the beast and all this like think about it like we are mammals first mammals nurse their babies every single man on, mammal on the planet shout out to the whales shout out to the, shout out to the dolphins all them nursing their babies like i'm i'm honestly like why can't we just look at it from this perspective we're mammals first Okay, so if we're mammals and all other mammals give their own babies their own milk, that means we shouldn't be giving our babies Artific- cow's mm-hmm. milk. We shouldn't be giving our babies some mixed formula milk. Mm. We should be giving our babies human milk. It has DNA from your ancestors. Like I don't think that I don't think that people really realize it, but it's a live organism. So imagine feeding your baby processed food versus live organic food. Mm-hmm. That's really the difference. And it's it's filled and packed with your ancestry. It's got um, all of the antibodies that you'll need, all right. of the immunities that you'll need. And sadly, people are so stuck on the medical field being the author of the things that we need right. in new life. But the reality is it's a huge experiment. Like everything that they put on the table, they're still testing to this day. And kids was making it before they had all that research too. 
I mean, yes, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to say anything wrong about, you know, like we shouldn't go to the doctor or we shouldn't do the medicine is, is here for a reason. Yeah. And I'm grateful for it. Absolutely. Every bit of it. But when it comes to maternal health, when it comes to simple, simple things as like a mother giving birth, like in her thirties, like saying that she's too old to give birth. Now you've wrapped this whole new problem around her head and she's going to be stressed out about that for her entire pregnancy. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen when she goes into labor? Mm. Is that how you give birth? Tense like this? Up. She's tensing up, y'all. You got to let it flow. You got to let that flow. And you need that opportunity to flow from the very, like, from the root. And so the root is your experiences as a baby leading up into adulthood and then what choices you make in adulthood, right? And I don't know. I just really feel like if we could just look at it from the perspective of what happens with a normal mammal when they when they have to nurse their and baby. We're all and normal then, mammals. We're let's all let's, normal let's, yeah. mammals, you know, like what do they what do they do to survive? Right. What does a baby really need to survive? I'm gonna tell you right now, it's not a baby's RS registry. <laughs> okay it's not bars it's not all of the all of the things the the, the things that we want to put on the wall it's none of that hold on pause real quick so we're probably not going to be able to get into our runaround actual topic oh, i feel like we need you so it's listen so answer the question what, what's the question what she just asked what did she we'll use ask? It as, we'll, we'll use it as a runaround topic. Hey, see, that's how you know he was on for me. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, what it, What was the question you said? What does a baby need? And then you started telling us all What does a baby really need? Oh, if you mean to run around. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. Oh, so what, what does okay. a baby really need to survive? Um, I think definitely <laughs> food, um, for sure. Um, I know that there was a research topic where... Um, there was a monkey who was left in a cage with just wiring and a monkey that was left in the cage with the carpet and the, the monkey that was attached to other fur like substances thrived. So it was like that emotional connection and that safety and that comfort and that nurturing. So, uh, food nurturing. Um, I think those are the, the key. And obviously people are able to grow up on formula and be just fine. Yeah. Why do y'all keep pointing at me? <laughs> but also, um, but just that food nurturing, um, it's it's just literally the the natural resources. Everything else is secondary. So. Carl, what does a normal baby need? <laughs> yeah, normal. a normal ass baby. A normal, a normal ass baby. Go follow normal ass baby. I ain't have no normal ass delivery. Uh, you can tell I gave my mom problems. <laughs> but um, it wasn't from just that. <laughs> nah, but just do. that. Um, I think. So when I was in college, I, I really studied uh, attachment theory. Uh, I believe it's uh, John Bowlby is his name. If I butchered mm -hmm. it, oh well. Uh, but I, I, I think that a loving, supportive environment is 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 key for kids zero to five. Mm -hmm. And like even with the work that I do in my personal life, you know, I always try to make sure that everything that I'm at least preaching when I'm working with families and stuff like that is along those lines. Because, yeah, the food and those survivalist things that you need to, you know, get your day to days. But I think it's really essential for kids to have that attachment and that secure attachment with at least one parent, right. you know. So that's that's where I stand on what a baby needs. Oh, I was just going to say the nutrients from breast milk sleep <laughs> and, and, positive, and positive adult interactions. Get a gold star. Oh, um, man. But, yeah, those are my three. So, yeah. Essentially, you guys are all right, uh, but so they need sustenance, something to actually fill their belly and help them to grow. Mm -hmm. And then they also need skin. 
Did you know that babies need skin? Did not. Well, I, well yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, it's the it's the example of the monkey in the carpet, even though it wasn't even real carpet. But like, so oh, we can say not they their need own that, skin, not their own skin, not their own skin, skin to skin, skin to skin. So I didn't want to just say skin to skin because everyone knows what that is. Okay, but right. skin, just contact. Period. Contact with skin. Mm. Interesting. So that's and and think about every other mammal that's out there. That's exactly what they need. Yeah. <laughs> it's very very basic. And it's free. <laughs> okay. So we're talking about the information and the awareness. Right. Okay. Right. So now let's let's fast forward to what do we do? Before we do that. Oh, Thanks, sorry. Carl. Don't wow. worry, man. That's fine. Still on the runaround time, I bet. <laughs> before, remember that question. And before we do that, sure. I just want to say that they need skin. I, his alarm. Uh, My bad. Yeah, it's it's okay. It's okay. No, I was going to say. Let's rewind. Time you something Everybody knows rewind. about skin to skin. Yes. Uh, oh, I'll just talk to Mike. But not just skin. Those are the last things I remember I you know. saying. You said everyone thinks it's just that, uh, like everyone knows it's skin to skin contact, but babies just need skin. And I only said skin because everybody knows skin to skin contact. That was the last thing yeah, that, that was she last thing. I lost it. It'll okay. come, come back to you. Think about something totally And the different. question is, where do we go from here? Yes. Yes. Like, what, how do You know what I mean? It's great to have these conversations. It's great that this will be transmitted to our audience. You can share it with your folks. But then what, what can a person like me, like from, from a male perspective, really, mm-hmm. um, because I feel like women have, like when we talk about race and when we say, you know, like us as people of color, like we've done as much as that we can do and continue to do so, but the real change will be implemented when people, non-people of color, step up and show the same vigor towards what we believe in, what we feel like is fair for White us. White people, as a people, Alex. Right? Yeah, me. How we doing? <laughs> hey, support your baby mama. Um, so, so be, being being on the other side as a male, you know what I mean, and this really being it's 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 a it's a people initiative, but this has become a man versus female thing. If we just want to no, lay it on the table, not at all. It's actually. A I think a lot of women, more women. Women actually are the ones who are very vocal online, but it's also because I think more women are online. And I think that's also a thing. Yeah, and also I think like if people yeah, people that's, have this like, oh, you have to be modest. Don't show your titty. Like so, it's, it's weird. And this is why I said it's they weird. need sustenance and they need skin. Okay. So if they need skin yeah. and showing skin's an issue. Well, it, it's in not, our society, well, no, not, it's not an issue. It's not. It's just in but this I got realm. My shoulders so that's, out today. That's, my, that's my point. If it's an issue, then we can understand that there's a problem with breastfeeding. But if there's no issue with showing skin, then what is the issue with a baby breastfeeding? Hmm. I got some jokes that I want to get off off the mic. Do it. No, nah, nah. Do no, it. No, 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 no. Do it. He like y'all ain't coming for me. <laughs> yeah, nah, nah, y'all ain't coming for me. Yeah, nah, I'm like I can't guarantee you nothing on nah, Twitter. I don't know like what's that. gonna go down. It's, no a public, it's a public forum. <laughs> I think men are haters because they want to be on the titty. Thank you. So, and I don't think that that's. I don't Say that one more time. Like, there's a men is haters because we want to be on the titty. So I'm like, come on, son. I'm rolling with him because it was on that movie Precious too, so I imagine what he said. And the titty ain't yours the way it used to be after the baby didn't had it. It's not. I can only imagine. But I don't even think that's the issue. I think that men are so used to being able to, again, like you guys have already stated, look at a titty and sexualize it. So when it's for something that anything other than that, it's like, ah, I can't even really. What's she doing with my titty? Yeah, I can't. I can't even really enjoy it. Right, like I won't you know see. It's funny because there's there's a lot of sides to this particular topic, but uh, 
I, I, and I'll, I'll say something while you think of a way of formulating it, but he's right. And I didn't think about it till now. How many times have we gone around and said, man, she looks different after she gave birth now? She glowing or not? Just like maybe no, even like, even no, in a negative was, way. That's not what we were talking about. But, oh, what'd you say? No, I'm just saying, no, no. He no. said that she's glowing. I was like, no. Oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah. That comment, said, that's not what they're talking no, about. No, we're saying like, oh, she looks different. You know, I'm using a, a politically. Oh, like, car? like like yeah, yeah well, in that, in well, that no, sense, like, let's be transparent. The the term is she looked like she had a kid. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. And so, like, when we look at it, even like in form of like, oh, the envy of a breast and stuff like that, it's no longer for a sexualized meaning. Like, it's, but even women have this conversation because I know um, I have a couple of mothers or friends who are mothers, and they're like, enjoy your titties now because once you right. breastfeed, it's all down. And I'm like, oh. And it's like, but that's the purpose true. of that's Breast, what they're breastfeeding for. Breastfeeding, breastfeeding, that's what they're for. But breastfeeding yeah. is not the culprit. The culprit are the hormones, and every woman has a different response to hormones mm. with every some different baby still be up there. And all the genetics, yeah. Some some women, it looks better. I'm like, yes, breastfeed or not, they snap back like this. Yeah. Everything looks perfect like this. You're like, dang, you don't even look like you had a kid. And but then even at the if, end of the day. It's the and we can't even though. get on the snapback culture. Oh, and that how is... disgusting that is right now. And see, I got, I got people came after me for saying that I was trying to uh, disrespect the Duchess. Uh, uh, Kate, or, I'm sorry, Kate, uh, Megan. Megan. So I was just saying, like, she got I was just beef. like, yo, this is this is not the goal to be out with your baby on day two. It's terrible. This is not the goal. The fact that the fact she has to because it's part of her, her the culture that she's yeah, now a part that's, of and it's terrible and and but but the thing is like i wasn't trying to come after her i was trying to say to american moms this is not the goal right i was trying to be real with them and, the, and people try to come after me about the fact that they thought that i was being i was shaming her and i was like no 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 i'm not taking that not not, not on this platform i'm always going to be 100 with you guys about how it works when it comes to breastfeeding and this is not the goal the right. goal is to be down for at least five to 10 days if you can get the support to do so. Yeah. So that your body can rest and recuperate Ew. because you have a wound the size, do you have, have you ever seen a placenta before? Yeah, actually I have. Oh, <laughs> it's about this big. Yeah. That's the size of the wound in your womb yeah. after you give birth. Wow. And then you got women going back and forth to all these different appointments the day after they gave birth. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but I mean, for real, though, and you and they're carrying they're carrying this car seat that's super heavy yeah. with their baby natural. on their side. It's not natural. Yeah. This is not how it was meant to be. Mm. There's and a lot so of things. I'm that's not like trying that. to say that there's anything wrong with the way that other people do things. I didn't do everything perfect. I have a crazy a crazy story. That's a whole different podcast if you want to do it. But <laughs> um, the reality of it is like the way that we've come to incorporate new life into our society it's kind of like okay well this is okay babies are born okay yeah they have to figure out how they're gonna eat and eventually they'll get in the kindergarten like that that's pretty much how they came up with the system well, like but, yeah. but but in support of you and the, the the authenticity that you really show with how you feel or the sincerity i would say and how you feel about this subject matter i think we should challenge everything yes like it, like like if, if things have been long-standing like yeah. That doesn't mean that, you know what I mean? Just because we've been doing it that way doesn't totally mean that agree. we couldn't do it different totally or do agree. it better. So totally going back to my question that I asked earlier, okay. um, tell us about what's going Like, what, what is this week, upcoming week? So this upcoming week is Black Breastfeeding Week. Okay. It starts on August 25th. When did it start as a whole, if you know? 
I believe it started in 2012. And you know, uh, barely and, new. and you know what's interesting? Black women had titties way before then. Way before oh, then. Wow. It's true. They, and they kids. Had, and titties on the internet that were getting shamed yeah. for all kinds of different things. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> okay, so we, the, we've been at titties. Yes, all so, titty committee. So starting when. Yes, girl, yes. The, bring it in. Or tie it in. Um, starting when is. So it starts August 25th, goes through August 31st. Um, it was started by uh, Kidada Green, Anaya Rose, and Kimberly Seals Allers. And um, they are, they're a force. Like they, I think, got to a point where they just wanted to see people support it in some way or form and came together with their three different organizations and were able to uh, put on a really great um, event. So it's celebrated every year. Um, and primarily they have like events all around the United States. And now I think this year there's events all around the world gotcha. because really it, we've got black people all around the world. Right. Yeah. And so the reality is like for our people to continue to thrive, this is, like I said, the foundation of life okay. and we can't, we can't overlook it. We can't overlook the importance of it. I do think it's important to, to challenge it. But when you look Absolutely. at the benefits of breastfeeding, from both the baby and the mother's perspective, it's beneficial to society yeah. that we breastfeed. Okay. Yeah. Now you mentioned er earlier that. You, go ahead. Do you know of any events off top happening in San Diego? San Diego specifically, they're having uh, the San Diego WIC is uh, they're from San Diego State, so San Diego State WIC office is doing like a brunch on the twenty fourth. I can get you information if you yeah, want. Yeah, we can post it. Um, and then uh. I'm actually going out of town, so I don't have anything planned. Um, I'm I'm going to be speaking at the Austin WIC conference on awesome. the 28th or on the 29th. Awesome. Yeah. So, it's super hot. All of our Austin <laughs> listeners. So we, we have an upcoming week of awareness, but yourself, this is something that you preach and promote 365, 24-7 because you believe in it. So the crazy thing about it is I lived it. Yeah. Right? Like, and and... Even my birth stories are crazy, but I was actually very, very grateful to be, and blessed to be able to have three all natural births, mm -hmm. no medication. Mm. So the first one was at a birth center. The second one was at home. Mm -hmm. And then the third one was at a birth center in the water. Wow. And so I had really amazing birth experiences. Um, and breastfeeding was just kind of like a part of that. But then at the same time, like with my first, I had postpartum depression. Mm -hmm. So because of that, I ended up formula feeding. Mm -hmm. And it was a very like depressing part mm -hmm. of my life i had postpartum depression um psychosis i was hospitalized four times mm -hmm. it was nuts and it's just because no one prepares you for the shit like they have their, your whole life to prepare you and then they wait until you're pregnant and they're like oh by the way mm -hmm. let me tell you what's gonna happen and like nobody really tells you what's gonna happen you figure it out for yourself that's the worst part Re reason i asked that question is, is because i feel like a lot of times people don't have that person to go to that yes. and then with social media we talk about it so badly sometimes yes. but what social media does provide for us is the opportunity to be acquainted with somebody most definitely without actually knowing them and you can vicariously learn through their experiences and maybe some of the uh, maladaptive experiences they've had you can avoid by being able to mirror some of the things that they have so can you tell folks for as much as you'd like to share how they can learn more about you and be within your network so that they did want to reach out to you or some of your affiliates, they can Most get in contact definitely. with you. Most definitely. So, um, well, so for regarding black breastfeeding week, I'll just point you in the direction of those, uh, those, uh, sites first. So okay. there's black breastfeeding Okay. There's the black mothers breastfeeding association, okay. which is by one of the founders. 
Um, there's also uh, Black Mamas Matter, which is a maternal like health uh, initiative. Um, and they're doing amazing things as well. Um, there's, there's a bunch of different organizations that you can just, uh, you can look for like uh, Black breastfeeding activism or communities, things like that. Um, so with Normalized Breastfeeding, um, it's normalizedbreastfeeding.org. Uh, we have a communities tab on the website where if you uh, click on that, it'll take you to our Facebook page, um, our, our, sorry, our Facebook group. So we have a private group for breastfeeding support. It's free breastfeeding support. They can just go on the Facebook nice. group, join um, and get support from women all around the world. Um, and then we also have the platform, which is the actual page. Um, we are verified, so don't be following some random people. Got it. Um, but, but yeah, we, we are verified on, on Facebook. Um, and there's over 76,000 right now awesome. on, on our Facebook page. Um, our Instagram is Normalized Breastfeeding Official, which is me direct. And then we also have Normalized B-F-I-N-G which is like our, cause we couldn't get on Twitter with having like the full normalized breastfeeding. Mm -hmm. So we had to eventually come up sure. with this like shortened version. Oh, okay. So that's kind of also a hashtag that we use. And then that's like part of the platform is all under that. Got it. Um, and that mostly represents our day. So we have an international day and it's nice. that's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, they can get a website or get uh, help on the website okay. and read the blog and all that. Now I'm gonna ask you my famous question because Alex tried to steal it earlier and I can feel it. I can see his lip trembling, so he might want to say it again. No, no, you already stepped on mine. These are new shoes. Um, <laughs> he loved these shoes. Uh -oh, uh -oh. Have you ever been on a podcast before? So I actually have my own podcast, a video podcast. Okay. Please shout it out. Yeah, no, no, no. Before we say anything else, tell us, uh, tell us where they can find your podcast because I'm quite so, sure people are listening to you right now and they're like, I need to. Are we live? <laughs> they're listening like, oh, right now i was like oh my gosh yeah yeah but no Everybody definitely <laughs> very true um so the podcast is actually right now on youtube um so it's youtube.com slash c slash normalized breastfeeding oh. it's just normalized breastfeeding oh, awesome. um and our logo is pink um and it has like a black mama feeding the baby oh we'll, we'll make sure How you know the mama is black so that's a good part of my story girl <laughs> when i got my logo made and I found I had just found out about the whole like black breastfeeding and slavery and like yeah. wet nursing and I had yeah. no clue. Yeah. Oh yeah, because so that's not was... part of your direct history. Exactly. Yeah. So when I when I actually had her do the logo, I was very clear about that. I was like, listen, I'm not trying to it's not I'm not trying to not support others, but I want it to be very clear in our logo that this is a black mother and a black baby. Okay. And so that's the reason why you'll see a white outline around our baby as opposed to filled in with white, like most of the vectors, the way that they do them. Interesting. Yeah. That's a, That was a huge part. Like I really, I'm sure. I, I mean, I never, it's not like I announced it or anything like that, but it was definitely something that I was like, no, this is not gonna work. No, <laughs> like, I'm here for this it. This is just not gonna work. So. I am here for it. So, so let, let me reiterate my previous question in a different manner. Had Have you ever been a guest on a pack, podcast before? I don't believe I've been a guest on a podcast before, no. So, so first hey. impressions about being a guest on a podcast, specifically Grown Folks Business Podcast. This has been a really exciting experience. And yeah. I'm technically an extrovert but i'm very i can be socially awkward and i can also be kind of anti-social i know it, i know i know i know but i can't be and i it's more i think it's more internal but anyways. yeah yeah <laughs> but i really um i really enjoyed it and i love the fact that like there's so many different perspectives but that we can all just like have a conversation and 
that I think that's what really tying back to the ride. Yeah. Like this is really what it's about. Like is just having these conversations so that more people can be aware of like, yeah. things that are going on around um, just in general. And, and I think there's so many different topics, you know, that you can cover, but I feel like the way that you guys present yourself, it's really enabled me to see that this is a conversation that can go further. Yeah. It doesn't need to just ha- be happening in the motherhood community, right? which is something that I've always been trying to say, like, how can I tie this? How can I tie this? And it's like, no, everyone needs to hear this stuff. Absolutely. You know? So yeah, I'm really grateful for your podcast. Shout out to Liz. Yeah, no. Well, so <laughs> can I tell you a few things? Hey, trying to sponsor us, Liz? Too. Send them dollars. Go ahead and sponsor <laughs> us. Before, right? we, before we get out of here, there's a couple of things I want to tell you about yourself. Is after I took that ride, I was completely just like enraptured with, with your energy. Um, and the subject matter, as a man, having that conversation and saying like, hey, you got a podcast, so this is what I'd like to talk about. It was challenging. You know what I mean? Because it's like, well, how do I take who I am and what I have going on and incorporate it and attach it to this? Um, but you made us feel comfortable, specifically the the gentleman in the room. Um, because the you, Because, again, you did exactly what the name says. Right. You normalized it. Thank you. So I we appreciate you for that. that. <laughs> I know, right? I was like, we got, yeah. We're getting them off mic, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we go make sure that you get your education, but the, uh, we, we know oh, that yeah, she, no, she has to go. Um, yeah, yeah, now you get it, Lex. <laughs> I thought it was good for the, good for the listeners. Uh, look, right. hey, look, I'm going to give you one question. Yeah, one question. Hey, this, oh, you get it. This, one this question. This is unprecedented in grown folks' business. <laughs> one podcast. mic. The, the guest yeah. asks a guest question. Go ahead. Damn, because I had like three. I don't know which one to choose. Choose the best one you got. Choose the third I one. I don't know if she touched on formula enough. Oh, I didn't touch on formula. formula so let's, and, uh, can we talk about it? Or is it postpartum depression is a big thing. Big and thing. how that ties There's into, especially the black community where we don't get depression. Mental health isn't the most stressed thing. We yes. don't get depression or, something or like, depressed. Right, right. Oh, right. You know, you just sad, get over just it. Just pray. Right. And then. Okay, so let me let me know. I think all of this is good. Can I talk about sure, it? You can. Okay, so formula. It's your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no, so okay, so formula. So because I had postpartum depression, so let's 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 go even further back. Baby's born. He's small. He's four pounds nine and a half ounces. I had to figure out what I was gonna do because they wanted to test him and make sure everything was okay. So everything was good, and we were trying to nurse, but when we went home, there's no support. It's just. You figure it out. All right, bye. He was so small, he couldn't open his mouth wide enough. Like I told you, the anatomy of the mouth is a big part of how successful you'll you'll be able to breastfeed. So he couldn't put the whole areola. So, okay, let's talk about the anatomy of the breast. Okay. So obviously everyone knows what the nipple is, yeah. right? That's what the, everybody gets upset about. Yeah, yeah. Let's not get uncomfortable. But so there's the breast, which is the breast tissue. And then there's the areola, which is the brown, darker brown area. And then there's the nipple. Okay, so the baby needs to not only put the nipple in the mouth, but it also needs the whole areola in the mouth so that the nipple is touching the soft palate versus oh. the hard palate in the baby's mouth. Okay. When it touches the hard palate where the ridges are, that's what causes nipple damage. Mm. Okay, bigger picture. So when I was pr- trying to breastfeed my baby, his mouth could not open up wide enough to take in the whole areola. And so we had a lot of problems. Cracked, nip, uh, cracked and bleeding nipples in like two days, um, going back and forth to lactation consultants trying to get help and uh, really came to a place where I was just like, okay, I'm going to have to pump because there was this saying called breast is best. So I was like, breast is best. I have to pump. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of pressure. And so I just started pumping like crazy. And I, luckily I had a lot of milk. So I was able to produce and be able to 
feed him with the bottle. But imagine instead of just picking up my baby while he's crying and latching into the breast, I'm over in a corner pumping milk while my husband's giving him the bottle. And then when he wakes up again, we have to do that all over again instead of just latching yeah. the baby. So that's like four or five times a day too, probably at that point, maybe even minimum more. eight to twelve. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, wow, that, that's eight to twelve. How many hours are there in the day, right? Eight to twelve times, and it's it's not a it's not a short process. Okay, the whole process from when baby wakes up to when baby goes back down is probably a total of three hours in the beginning, and by the time they go back down, they're only asleep for like forty five minutes. Yeah, Mm-mm. right on average. but i mean so okay so now when we talk about formula so there's nothing wrong with formula and i'm just gonna say that because there's uh, i'm not gonna talk about any particular brands when i say there's there's nothing wrong with formula i'm not talking about specific ingredients i'm not talking about the lack of specific ingredients I'm just saying, if your baby needs to survive, your baby can survive on formula. Mm. Now, I'm not saying that it's something that is uh, lower than breast milk or anything like that. I don't want anyone to get that type of uh, perspective. What I'm trying to say is that human milk, whether it comes from you, your friend, your sister, your cousin down the street, your, your, your neighbor... Human milk can feed and nourish human babies. Mm -hmm. And that's a concept that we've lost track of because Mm -hmm. we're such an individualistic society that we know we can go to the local drugstore and buy our formula. Yeah. Right? So it's allowed us to be even more individualized and isolated. Yep. Because I don't need to, I don't want to worry about her and her, she got her own stuff going on and I know that I need to feed this baby. So I'm going to do it for myself. Yeah. You know, and so that also brings on the postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. It's all connected. So breastfeeding actually, it actually lessens or it prevents postpartum depression because when you nurse um, a hormone called oxytocin, mm-hmm. which is the same hormone. Shout that, out to you, Stark. There you go. Yeah, I yeah. She knew it. I was like, oh, she know it. She know it. <laughs> oxytocin, y'all. Um. This hormone is the same hormone that is released when you have an orgasm. Okay. Mm. Hey. Oh, now y'all can relate. Hey, for the big ones. It's okay. Let, let them have it. Let them have it. They know what that feels like. That's the only way they can relate, when, when to she, be quite honest. When she said oxytocin, oxytocin, I knew where she was going with that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, oxytocin. So, when you have an orgasm, oxytocin. you have that release, and you have that, that, that de-stressing feeling, right? <laughs> okay, so nursing you probably time last it too, huh? between 15 and 20 minutes. Oxytocin the whole entire time. Mm. So if you're getting that oxytocin flow, then you're not uh you're not having these thoughts uh, well, and so sometimes it happens anyway, but you're not having these thoughts of harming your baby or thoughts mm. of not wanting to be around mm-hmm. or thoughts of all these, you know what I'm saying because you're bonding with your baby. Right. Yeah. Right. It's another another part of it is just taking responsibility for your baby mm-hmm. like and not to say that it that you didn't take responsibility because you didn't breastfeed it's a matter of i now am taking on this new life and making sure at all costs that my baby is nourished and nurtured yeah and it, you know if you can't produce milk then you take steps that you need to take to make sure your baby gets fed yeah. Yeah. and so this is how we get to formula right like if if and there could be other factors there could be sexual violence in your in your in your history. 
how does that relate? You know, did you did you get groped by somebody one day yeah. that you have these weird feelings mm-hmm. about your breast being touched? Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, there's so many different levels to it. So I think that, uh, or you might even not, you might not just have those feelings about your breast being touched, but then given the frequency in which you have to do it. And if you have to be out in public, you might say to yourself, like, this, this makes me feel like I'm uncomfortable and that I might be in danger and that I might be putting my child in danger. So the safest alternative is you. I, yeah, that was, I didn't think about that too. It's it's layers to the shit. (laughs) And I also want to shout out like a forgotten group when we have these conversations, because there are women who simply cannot produce milk or simply cannot uh, breastfeed and you know I can't even imagine the additional layer that that puts on them and their perspective of if this is part of being a mother and I'm unable to physically be this to my child like there's it's it's so deep it's so deep it's very deep I can imagine because you can't even provide in the least bit quote unquote um, yeah yeah at the at the beginning so usually a lot of the reasons why women end up in situations because low milk supply is a real thing but it's not as common as as many women claim it to be Mm -hmm. usually they didn't have the support that they needed at the time when it was most crucial to make a difference in their milk supply. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. This is lack of support. Lack Societal of support, lack, support of lack of medical support, yeah. lack of education, yeah. lack of layers to this shit, right? So at, at the end of it all, like what it really comes down to is, did you have the support you actually needed to help that cha- help change whatever problem it was, whatever roadblock it mm-hmm. was? Did you have the necessary support to actually make that happen? And if you didn't, or let's say you didn't have access because you're inner city, don't have any hospitals around, don't have anybody in your neighborhood who knows anything about breastfeeding because none of them breastfed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So because of it, because of the way that this all kind of comes back together is that formula is going to be sought out mm-hmm. because breastfeeding is just too damn difficult. Yeah. It's inconvenient. Now, I mean, coming from that other perspective, yeah, it's inconvenient. It takes a long time. It's hard to do. You know, you got to learn how to do it. Okay, but formula feeding, the only difference, because it still takes the amount, same amount of time, right? Okay. <laughs> formula, I mean, formula feeding still takes the amount of time. I'm not saying the actual feed. I'm just talking about taking care of your baby in general. But it's still, you're still using the same amount of time to feed, clothe, nurse or, or um, not nurse uh, uh, change and put your baby to sleep and it really sounds really the same amount of time and, and for those individuals who choose to take that route that's just the route they've chosen to take that's what they've chosen to spend the time on right like after you've right. done something enough times you become efficient you know how to like okay we could do this I can, during these times it works out a little bit more conveniently more yeah right. and the flip side really quickly to what she was saying because I don't want there's a lot of lost groups a lot of groups that haven't been mentioned but I want to yeah. bring uh, light to this one is that there are women who have milk who have lost their babies. Mm. Uh, yeah. So there are women who donate their milk to other babies. That's deep. Mm. That's deep. There are women who are breastfeeding who are donating their milk to other babies. There are, there, I mean, you know what I'm saying? So education, it, education, the support, the awareness. education, education. It's a whole generation of mm-hmm. folks, y'all. A whole generation of folks have not been educated about this. And there's no real research on breast milk itself. It's all been done on formula to try and prove it's, that it's as good as breast milk. Mm. They're not doing the research on the breast milk itself because they can't make money off of the breast milk itself. Mm-hmm. And you know, you, 
you that had, liquid gold. And you brought up a good point, and that's why I'm thankful for a platform like this, because guaranteed there's somebody that's listening to this today that this will change their whole trajectory as it pertains to their own child and what decisions they choose to make. So I think that's yeah. a beautiful thing. In terms of that, I, I figured out my, the question I, I thought I lost about. And you didn't experience this, but can you talk about, because you, you mentioned how important skin skin was and how important it is to do it right away. So for those moms um, that have to go through, unfortunately, they have to do the C-section, right. whether emergency or planned or whatever, they have to go into a recovery room. They don't get to see the baby right away because normally, how I was told, those babies have to go to the NICU right away for X amount of time to make sure they're okay. Right. They don't get that automatic mom skin right away. For my son, my mom, uh, my wife didn't see him for two or three days. It was wow. just me in there in the NICU when he was 45 minutes old, still a beast. But I mean, like, he didn't get that mom skin right away. She had troubles with the latching, and so she thought maybe... It could have been because of the C-section. She he didn't get the skin to skin right away, and all that. So, and touching on everything we talked about, that just kind of it deepened everything post birth. Right. To where you know what I mean. So she was. I can imagine just trying to be a supportive husband, but I can't be in those shoes. How you feel as a mom? Like I did all this, but I can't. That I'm one not, step. I'm not good enough. That one thing. Yeah. And, that one and thing. unfortunately, it's not even it's not even the women's fault. Sometimes the C-section just has to happen. Right. Sometimes it's just an emergency. But as important as skin to skin is, those moms don't get that chance right away. Right. And I feel like it gets in their head like they didn't get to touch me right away. They're not going to be attached. I'm going to be trying to catch up years because mm. they didn't get it right away and it gets in their head it does get in their head um, right. that's a very valid point and no i haven't experienced um c-section but now they do have something called gentle c-section where a lot of uh, women have advocated for um obstetricians to have either a clear uh, tarp that goes in between the the surgery surgical area and the mother um, and then they've also do they're doing a thing where they pass the baby and put the baby on the mother's chest in the C-section room while she's being stitched up mm. so that they do get that initial skin to skin contact. But this is something that's relatively new, like in the last three years or so. Right. It yeah. depends on where you go. If they're it depends on where you go. She was so exhausted because she had to push for two hours. Mm. She had the worst of both worlds. Right. She had to push in it. And then also as, had as a C-section. Like, C-section was 10 minutes. We could have been in and out. Right. But, but she, yeah. had, she had to go hours, through all that. So she was so exhausted. And they lifted it up on some, you know, lots of... <laughs> Rocky you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm excited. Like, that's my boy. Right. And she, you know, this is what she wanted more than anything in the world. And they dropped that tarp. And here he is. Put her on him. But she's so exhausted. This is the greatest moment in her life. But she's so tired. She can't. She fell asleep she didn't get to experience it really you know what though she probably fell asleep from the oxytocin that was created I mean, from him being whatever placed reason on her it was, but felt, but yeah but she, she didn't get asleep. that initial she's like i don't even remember it and i'm like she was cheated out of that moment yeah, yeah. that's really sad i i feel like this happens to a lot of women being cheated out of a good birth experience being cheated out of um a good start 
in new life. And that, that, that's what I mean. Like it's a system now that's been created where it's like we have the system that we put you into. And it's the, the craziest thing is it's run by OBs and, G, um, and gynecologists. OBs are trained surgeons, y'all. Mm. They're not there to watch you get like be in labor for 24 hours. Mm -hmm. That's why they come in at the last minute. They come in to make sure you get a C-section. Yeah. And not to say that they're forcing it, but they that's what they're there for. Well, okay? no, and then and, and the hospitals are businesses. So they're like, businesses. you know what I mean? Like when you think about time frames and beds and available yep. beds, and if yes. we get this one done right now, then we can get another one in and we can meet our, they have quotas. Meet our quotas, yes. Yeah. And so, and this is where my whole, like my hashtag maternal health mogul came from. Because I was just like, enough is enough, you yeah. know, like we can't just keep sitting in a system that keeps breaking us down more and more, yeah. you know, and, and so, so I gave birth with midwives mm -hmm. um, and they are incredibly knowledgeable and have access to pretty much all the same technology other than giving you a C-section. Yeah. Um, and they're able to help you to cope with birthing pains during the process. Like they give you just tips and tools and just i mean education right so it's education based on like what our ancestors did right because they not... wouldn't end up in a hospital no and they we all weren't. got born somehow <laughs> they weren't <laughs> and it's it's just interesting to me how things have like come so far from what was the norm yeah. at one point i know that that c-sections are necessary for emergencies and i'm grateful that they exist like i said with mm, all medicine i just feel like we've We've now taken the priority of capitalizing off of people's actual lives, people being born, yeah. people dying. Mm -hmm. Like people, this is society in general. Pe people like, being sick and people remaining being sick, sick and remaining sick. Yeah, yeah. So, um, before I know you're about to wrap it up, so, um, I just want to. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. no, have a long no, editing. I, like, I just want to shout out a resource here in San Diego. There we go. Yeah. Um, this is specifically for Black women. It's called Black Infant Health. Yes. And it's a county program. Um, they offer 10 weeks prenatal sessions, 10 week postpartum sessions, healthy meals, transportation access, and other supportive services. So if you are in the San Diego area and you are 26 weeks or fewer, I believe, is when they're able to intervene and you're able to uh, engage in this program. But again, that's Black Infant Health. Yes. And they'll be at the brunch at the SDSU oh, awesome. event that they're doing for Black Breastfeeding Week. Talk awesome. about bringing it together. There you go. Are there any questions that haven't been asked that you feel like should be asked given the subject matter? This was such a thorough discussion. <laughs> I know you're yeah. like, I guess I left it all on the mic. This might be our longest in-person interview that we've had. Probably. Like, <laughs> I, this is the episode. <laughs> just in case y'all didn't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I enjoyed myself. I don't I don't really feel like we left anything off the table. I like the fact that we had so many different, mm -hmm. you know, things to pull from, because I think if it would have just been like a one on one type of podcast, there's there's a lot we can talk about. Yeah. But with the experience of other people, it, it helps to kind of bring the whole topic together. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it yeah, I really appreciate it. And if you guys ever do anything around the topic of breastfeeding, I'm more than happy to come back. So. All right, Miss All Titty right. Committee. Well, and, 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 and I, I explain this to all of our guests that have things going on is I think one of the goals that we have is that we want to host an event to bring back all of our guests to, so people can like put a face with a name right. and just like we're getting this energy from being in the same room as you right we want other people to get that same energy because again i feel like maybe on a, a small level right now right. some of the conversations that we have on this podcast are truly changing people's lives and i feel like this conversation um inevitably will be one of those conversations that somebody you know circles back around and says i heard that and i totally changed how i was gonna you know have my child rearing experience and yeah. it was because of the education that started that day yeah okay folks questions okay 
we thank you very, very, very much for yeah, being appreciate here. Appreciate you coming yeah. out. Yeah. Um, that's why you always make sure to conversate with your Lyft drivers because you conversate. never you converse, ne- converse, converse, converse. <laughs> converse. <laughs> Listen, I grew up in the hood. It's conversate. Yeah, it sure um, was. <laughs> hey, the that. purpose, the language is to communicate. So if you get it, you get it, and you got it. We good. Boom. <laughs> so for for all the uh, formula fed folks and all the folks that was raised on the we city, we love y'all. We, we love definitely y'all. love Shout y'all. Shout out to y'all. And this has been another segment of. Grown from the runaround. It's been a long one. <laughs> okay, we. Don't, I don't feel like we.